We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ryan, let's move over to the defense and talk about the keys to victory on the defense. And I think the first one is sort of an overarching one that's going to be part of every single one. And it is mm-hmm. this. It is a simple one, but it is an important one. Tackle, tackle, yep. tackle, tackle, tackle. This is not a game you can give up cheap yards. Clemson is going to try to get the ball in space all game long, whether it's with their run game, whether it's with their running backs out of the backfield, whether it's with their perimeter throws. They're going to run their RPOs. They're going to run their tunnels. They're going to run their quick game. They're going to do all that kind of stuff because they want to get you in space. You've got to tackle. You've got to tackle. You've got to tackle. Make Clemson earn every single yard that they get in this game because this is not a typical Clemson offense, right? It's not. It's a good Clemson offense, but it's not an elite Clemson offense. You've, right. it, But te- they, they have benefited from cheap plays corner mm-hmm. against was it uh, Florida State a corner turning Antonio Williams loose because he you know just not being disciplined and just giving him that cheap yard Antonio Williams yep. is a good player but now but what you can't do against a good player is then let him get easy 50-yard touchdowns you got to make him work for it you know mm-hmm. because they're not going to be able to consistently work for it uh, or in my opinion against this Notre Dame defense get don't give up the cheap plays because you didn't tackle Right, and you right. could easily put be disciplined in there as well, but that's that's a given. That's that's not a key this week because it's kind of a given against this Clemson team and all the different things they do. But man, the safeties, especially the safeties in the corners, even more so than other position groups. Ryan, this is a week where they have to be on top of their game. This is a week where Mike Mickens and Chris O'Leary have to kind of earn their paychecks, like we saw. Chris, Chris, uh, Brian Mason and Harry Heastan do last week. I remember that tweet yep. I sent out in the middle of the game, like, man, Harry Heastan and Brian Mason need pay raises. I want to be tweeting that about Chris O'Leary and Mike Mickens after this game. I think Mike yep. Mickens has kind of already done that for the most part, but I really want to see it this weekend. And that, that to me is, is key numero uno in this game, right? You've got to tackle. You've got to tackle. You've got to tackle. If you ask me who are the two players that most worry me offensively for Clemson, the answers would be Will Shipley and it would be Antonio Williams. What do yep. both those players have in common? They can make turn a mistake into a big game, right? Like Will Shipley's got some nice acceleration. He's got some good vertical speed. 
if you are a wrong gap on him or you miss a tackle, he can break one. And Antonio Williams is the same deal, man. That's why they put him in the slot because they want to get them in the ball in space. When a player takes a bad angle or they miss a tackle, he can make a chunk play, right? Like I'm not really worried about Joseph Ngata and Takari Collins and Bo Collins breaking tackles and creating huge plays. Like I'm more worried about them making huge plays with their size down the field. Those are the two players though, that if you miss a tackle, they can make you pay. And I agree with you, Brian, like they still, the fundamentals of their offense is still, they're going to spread you out and they're going to let their athletes be athletes. That's point blank period to it. That's how they, that's how they win football games. And the two biggest guys are the biggest examples of that. Do not yeah. let Will Shipley get easy yards. Do not let Antonio right. Williams, t- you know, be able to don't come up as a safety and make a bad angle where you let him right. get an easy run and, and be able to, you know, turn right. a 10 don't yard gain a, into a 30 yard gain. Or, or even this, Ryan, don't let a two yard gain turn into an eight yard gain. Yeah. I mean, it's not always just the big plays that can hurt you. It's the you got a chance to to stop an RPO behind the line. Let's say they run a little now screen. Cam Hart beats his guy, comes flying up and misses the tackle. And Antonio Williams makes a miss and runs for eight yards. You went from second and 12 to second and two, just like that. Like, it's not a 40-yard gain, but those are those are drive-defining type of mistakes, right? If you're a defensive lineman and you've got a chance to sack DJ Uwe Ungalale, bring him down, right? Don't miss him and let him throw an incompletion. Second and 17 is a whole lot better than second and 10 for the defense, right? And you definitely don't let him scramble. So, you're, you're going to have chances to make stops and key stops, and you've got to make them. That's a big key. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Number two. This is a consistent one, right? Relatively mm-hmm. week weekly, we we talk about this in some fashion. This is a game where I'm going to make DJ beat me. I'm not going to mm-hmm. let Will Shipley. I'm not going to let the offensive line beat me. You got to shut down the run game. But here's the key: you can't shut down the run game with numbers. If right. you shut down the run game with numbers, like you said, you you talked about it in the last key, Ryan, with Bo Collins, uh, and the size of Bo Collins and Joseph Agata, and the quickness and speed of Antonio Williams, they have receivers that can hurt you if you're overplaying the run. Yep. You ha- This is a game where the D-line and the linebackers have to be great. It starts up front. Penetration, 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 man. You've got to make Will Shipley and Phil Maffa make their cuts on their counters and their zones at least two, three yards behind the line of scrimmage, at least. And that requires you to attack. If you see them – you know, pulling on the counter, you do what you did last week, crash it hard with your backside end and take your, your linebacker over top to protect against the read. That's the stuff that you need to do, right? You've got to be disciplined on the backside, right? Because the quarterback will pull it and run it. So you can't overcommit to those things, but it's, it's discipline on the second level and aggressiveness on the first level. Those yeah. to me are keys because if you can keep your linebackers free, meaning they're not getting blocked by linemen and you let them run, that's how you slow down their run game. The defensive mm-hmm. line has to reset the line of scrimmage in their favor, snap after snap after snap. That's what they've got to do. It's very, very important they do that. One of the most impressive things that we saw last week from Notre Dame against Syracuse was their run defense. You know, They took a huge step forward, I believe. And even after giving up a 21-yard run on the first drive, they hold them to 60-something yards, and they showed against a good rushing attack against Sean Tucker, who's one of the best running backs in all of college football, that if they read their keys and maintain their discipline and do not do things to hurt themselves, they can be pretty good in the front seven. They can. Notre Dame has that type of talent. This is going to be another big test for them. You're playing against a pretty big offensive line, but you're playing against a really talented running back in Will Shipley and a hammer in Phil Moffa behind him. So they're, you're going to get a little bit of – Difference type of you know differentiation of talents from two both running backs as far as from skill sets perspective, and you have another challenge in front of you, man. You need your linebackers to stack really good games back to back to back because they had a pretty good game against UNLV. They had a very good game against Syracuse. You need to have another really good game on the second level in this one. You need to be able to shut down because I mean Brian last week they didn't Notre Dame didn't sacrifice numbers to stop the run last week. They were just aggressive and they were right. disciplined and they stopped the run. You need a similar one to your point, right? Like I don't want to be forced to sneak an extra man in the box because I can't stop the run. That is like the worst case scenario for Notre Dame. Stop it with six. You know, at times you're going to have seven, whatever it is, but you need to be able to stop the run this week. Cause at the end of the day, all of Clemson's play action RPO Everything is built off of their ability to run the football, make this team one-dimensional, and it starts with stopping the run, in my opinion. Ryan, when I when I think about what you just said, I think back to the Syracuse game, and you 
you can't have Brandon Marsh, Brandon Joseph do what he did if you have to, if you're stopping the run game because your safeties can't because he can't play the pass game. You saw him be allowed to be a pass game weapon because the linebackers were playing well and the D line was playing well. Right. Yep. That's, that's, that's the deal, you know? So to me, I think that's, that's kind of where this is. If you can stop the run game with your box, then I think you've got a chance to have success. That's going to be key. Cause you know, this look, people talk about like, you know, Clemson's, this is where the biggest difference between Clemson now and Clemson year, you know, when they were really in their peak is they were a 200 plus yard per game run game. Their mm-hmm. numbers look good this game, but it's built off of two games, Louisiana tech and Syracuse. They haven't gone over 170 yards in any of their other six games. Right. I mean, you've got to keep them in check. You've got to keep the run game down because I'm going to make DJ beat me. And that gets to key number two. I want to get in his head. Now it's not about pressuring him only. It's it's that's a that's key number one to getting in his head. Consistent pressure. Notice I didn't say sack him a bunch. Notice I say hit him a bunch. I said pressure him. Because you made a great point yesterday, Ryan. Sometimes I don't necessarily want a sack of DJ. Mm-hmm. I want him rushing that throw with that long release and that inaccuracy. I could see him trying to throw an, an inside hitch hitch route that hits Cam Hart, who's behind him in the chest. I mean, he's capable of that, right? And it's because you get him out of rhythm, get him rushing his reads, rushing his throws, and and looking at the rush. Those are the the keys. And that doesn't come because you had three or four third down sacks that stopped drives. That comes because you're getting in his face on play action. You're getting his face on first down. You're getting your hands up and batting down balls. You're jumping routes. You're disguising your coverages. He's thinking he's got an easy hitch route, and Cam Hart almost picks it off, you know, because he came down. You know, it come. It, 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 he's you're you're able to play too high safety against him, where he doesn't have the the open stuff down the field because your box is shut down the run. You do all those kind of things. That's what that's going to be a key. And the thing that I that I like about this is potentially happening is a lot of that stuff is built off of the things you need to do to stop the run. If you're right. getting great penetration against the run, then you just keep that. You just keep on that track when you see that the running back doesn't have the football and it's a pass, right? If I'm Jason Adamiola and I'm and I'm slanting and I'm beating this guy in the B gap, I'm either blowing up the run or I'm going to continue on my track and go get the quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. And and also this is a game. Talk about money games, Ryan. You're a draft guy <laughs> for Isaiah Foskey and Jason Adamiola. This is a money game. This is that game where they don't care that you didn't do anything against Marshall. When they watch this game and say, did you see what he did to Clemson? You know, did you see how he finished the year? You know, Mm -hmm. he was clearly getting used to new coaching early. You can use that excuse. But man, late in the year, boy, did you see him week after he's running hip to hip with Sean Tucker and and making plays behind the line. And he goes out there and does this to Clemson against Jordan McFadden. Okay. All right. Same thing with, with Jason Adamiola. They are keys to this game as part of parts points one and two. What yeah. do we always say? To win big games, your stars got to play like stars. And that's mm-hmm. that's true for these two kids more than anybody else on the Notre Dame defense. Foskey and Adamiola have to be the key ingredient to points two and three, the run game yeah. and then getting in DJ's head. So, so important. 
they didn't play well against Ohio State. They, didn't. they need to play well in this game. This is their makeup game. This is their money game. If they both play well, Clemson's going to have a hard time scoring a lot of points. There's no doubt. And this is one of those matchups where your strength needs to be a strength in this football game. It needs this is one that you could dominate, you know, because it's Clemson's offensive line is better than it was in 2021, no doubt. But is it great? No, still not. Still not. You they're have steady. clear advantages. Yeah, yeah they're st- they're steady yeah. offensive line. You have clear. There is no player that in a one on one situation against Isaiah Foskey that should be able to stop him. There is not a single player. I mean, like he's not going to win every rep. But in a big situation, if you have him in a one-on-one opportunity, he needs to make it, man. And I, lo- I love the fact that we're also talking about different ways to mess with DJ's mind, right, Brian? Because, I mean, last week we saw it, right? That first play of the game where Brandon Joseph House called that interception, I thought it was man coverage before the snap. And then all of a sudden he just mm-hmm. drops down and yeah. picks six, you know? And DJ will do that. He'll try that if you if you kind of confuse him a little bit. So, I think that there's a lot of different ways to mess with his mind, whether it's you know bluffing and dropping off into different zones, whether it's re- disguising coverages and lining up a man, and then here comes some different variation of zone coverage, whether it's getting after the quarterback with only four. All those things can kind of parlay into one simple fact that DJ, when he rushes his process, is not nearly as good as when he is comfortable. We talked about that yesterday. This is a game where you want him to be forced to make mistakes and be forced to make negative plays. He, that is one of the biggest keys of this game, obviously, is that you want DJ Uyunglele to not feel comfortable and to make some rush decisions in this football game. Ryan, there's going to be a lot of NFL scouts at this game. A oh, lot. yeah. How many times you, you cover the draft, you've gotten to know a lot of agents, you've gotten to know a lot of scouts over the years. We were talking to a scout from the Broncos at the Syracuse game, and he, he he's there with an agenda of who he's looking to see play, right? Yep. But scouts also watch the other team too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's going to be scouts there that are going to be saying, I'm really looking forward to seeing 11 and 98 on the other team's defense. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Miles Murphy is a top 10 pick. I think that Brian Bercy is a top 10 pick or top 20 pick or whatever. I'm here to see mm-hmm. them. Right. And I'm really I'm here to see them against the Notre Dame offensive line. There's going to be a lot of scouts with that in mind. But this is what I talk about when we talk about the money game for for Isaiah Foskey and Jason Adamiola. This isn't what they should be thinking about, but this is the opportunity. Yeah. I came here to see 98 and left thinking number seven's the best defensive lineman on the field today. That's a great point. 57. Boy, you know what? He doesn't have precise size and all this, but that dude's a better football player. You know what I mean? That happens all the time in scouting. I came here to see this dude, but I kept watching this dude because he was better. And now does that mean all of a sudden I've changed my draft stock? No, but you know what that does mean? I'm going to go back and let the people know that this number seven, we need to do a deeper dive into, you know, and this number 57 is a guy we need to be thinking about on late, you know, day two and day three, because this kid's a really good football player. And, and so that's when I talk about money games. It's not just people there to see you, people that can watch your film later. It's that you got a chance to make a strong impression. And more importantly, if you do that, it means you helped your football team win. And that's mm-hmm. going to be a big key. Last it's point a, it's, in this one. It's a, Go ahead. I was just going to say, Brian, it's a different prospect matchup. Usually guys would think, you know, Isaiah Foskey versus Jordan McFadden. That's the prospect matchup. But to your point, right. you have one stellar defensive end on one side and another really talented one on the other. 
he can steal the fanfare off of that, right? Like yeah. he can still steal the glow. And I, I just think it was a great point. Just had to compliment you there for a second. You're Why, welcome. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I made an NFL draft point. Go, Brian. All right. Let's go to point number four. This is a big one, Ryan. This is the biggest concern that I have. And, and when I first started talking about it, because so what we'll do is Ryan and I will kind of sit down and say, okay, I'll say, here are my keys. Ryan, where are we on the same page? What are some areas where, you know, you think that we should go a different direction? And normally we're, we're pretty much on the same page. But here's a point that I made. I said, look, I, I'm concerned about the tight ends. I'm really concerned about the tight ends up the seams hurting Notre Dame with 30, like two or three just chunk plays. Their, yeah. their tight ends have 35 catches on the season. I've seen both of them make big plays. We saw uh, Davis Allen catch like, what, 30, 40-yard gain on like the first play of the game right up the seam against Syracuse. That yeah. concerns me, especially as you're trying to gear towards the run. But then Ryan started talking about like, yeah, that's true, but we started talking about like Antonio Allen over the middle. Antonio, and you know, we'll, So it kind of turned into a big key to this game is Notre Dame has to defend the seams. They have to limit the big plays sort of in that seam box, which means mm -hmm. linebackers have to be disciplined, means the safeties have to be disciplined. They've got to drive on guys because this is where – so like Syracuse got him to hit it early. But later mm -hmm. in the game, the Syracuse linebackers started doing a better job of getting depth. The safety started doing a better job of closing routes off. And all of a sudden, DJ starts kind of forcing those throws over the middle. He sails one and bam, Syracuse picks it off. Right. Mm -hmm. If you can be disciplined and be make the windows tight, I thought they did a really good job of that for the most part against Syracuse. Right. They hit a couple over the middle, one blown coverage. One was just a kid made a great play against Street Bracey and just beat him. Right. But that's where they're going to go. That's part of their offense. Syracuse had success with it. Two, you know, one plus one equals two, Ryan. You've got to mm -hmm. have a better job. I thought they defended it better late. You've got to take that stuff away. You cannot let them have a bunch of chunk because he could he could have a hundred plus yards just on stuff up the seams, and you just can't let them get that. That's the that's the stealing big yards that you have to eliminate. So instead of like going oh big play, don't let big plays. This is the area where I'm most concerned about because you know they're going to hit a couple plays down the field. They are they're going to hit a back shoulder that you just there's nothing you can do about. That's just going to happen. You can right. limit those with your pressure. Right. Mm -hmm. You can you can help out over the top and take those away, but you have to be able to defend those seam shots. That's where DJ gets most comfortable. But that's also where DJ will make the most mistakes if you're pressuring him. Right. So if you're defending the seams effectively and you're doing a good job of getting pressure on him, that's where some big mistakes will happen. So, I mean, we could easily say, you know, get turnovers, but those are simple. Right. We're trying to tell you how those turnovers happen. And to me, this is one of those. Consistent pressure, DJ trying to throw a seam throw off of his back foot. If you can start mm -hmm. having him do those, I don't care about a sack because unless it's a strip sack, I, I like that play better because he just sailed one because, you know, Howard Cross is in his face or Jason or Riley or Isaiah, somebody's in his face, but Justin, I don't care who, somebody's in his face, he throws a seam right off his back foot. It sails right into the hands of Ramon Henderson or Brandon Joseph or Xavier Watts or something. I really hope Xavier Watts because that's the one safety. And I'm like, <laughs> I want to get that dude in space with the ball. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, that's going to be a big, big part of this one as well for the Notre Dame defense, right? Because Clemson also has diversity, what they can put in the slot, right? I mean, we talked about Antonio Williams. He is that true slot type. Like, think about, you know, not quite the same player, but like what Amari Rogers meant to the Clemson 
offense, right? Like he's that type of slot. He's going to – has good speed, quickness, will be elusive after the catch. But then there will be one play where they're going to throw Allen in there, and he's a big 6'6", 250-pound tight end. And then they'll put Jake Bringenstall, or however the heck you pronounce his last name, in there, who's like 6'6", 230. And he's a little bit more of a sleek mover than what Davis Allen is. So they have diversity to get throw in there. And that's not even mentioned if they – they don't do it a ton, but I mean, Will Shipley's a guy that can move into the slot a little bit and could do some things in that department as and well. Can so do it out of the backfield as well. They'll, exactly. they'll get him the ball out of the backfield. Yes, correct. Yep. So they have diversity also with how they can attack the slot or the seam. So those are a big tasks because Notre Dame's done a pretty good job at that during the year. You know, like they haven't been really killed by slots or tight ends for the most part. So you need your rovers to play good ball. You need to re-brace to play good ball. And if it's a Brandon Joseph or whatever safety coming down and playing some, some in the slot as well, you need those guys to be able to stop those big plays down the middle. Because if DJ's got a really strong arm, he does. And those seam throws are some balls that he can make if he sees it right and if there's a guy open. So those things are things that you have to eliminate in this football game or at least limit the impact that they can have because Notre Dame's been pretty good at defending the seam for the most part this year. Ryan, I think final key for me is we talk about the team as a whole, and we'll go into special teams here in a second. But, you know, this is one of those games where I feel like for one of these two teams, I don't know who it's going to be, but for one of these two teams, this is one of those, this is where your legend is made, right? This is where your reputation is truly defined. And you talk about, well, this is why you come to Notre Dame, and and that's very true, but it's one of those things where, yeah, this is where you come to Notre Dame, but it's the guys that stepped up and made those plays that did it, right? And that's going to be the key. And sometimes it's the stars. Sometimes, sometimes, would people, would Notre Dame fans remember Stance Magala the same way if he didn't have the pick six against Rodney Pete in the number one versus number two game that vaults Notre Dame into the national championship, right? Would teams remember Sean Wooden, who was a very good player, as much if it wasn't for the breakup at the end of the floor state game, right? I mean, those are the things you think about. You say, yeah, this guy was great, but you know what? You remember that play Reggie Brooks had against Michigan? You know, you remember that touchdown catch that he had against Penn State? You know, you remember Jerome Bettis's run against floor. Not a lot. I mean, a lot of people know Jerome Bettis was good, but a lot of younger fans don't remember. They don't, don't really remember Jerome Bettis, but they've seen the Sugar Bowl on, on YouTube of Jerome oh, yeah. running off on, you know, that's you. You weren't old enough to remember. Were you even born when that game? You were born when that game was played, right? But not very, you weren't very old. It was, it was, 90, was, it was 92. I was one. So you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. But yeah. I guarantee you, you've watched that game on YouTube when you've seen Jerome go off, right? Sure. And so that's the thing too, is this is one of those games where you want to, rem- you want to remember, you know, this is how you, you your career is remembered. So-and-so mm-hmm. that, wasn't normally a star boy he's he really stepped up in this game right do you know why everyone remembers that my age remembers Adrian Jarrell he didn't do a whole lot in his Notre Dame career I remember I remember the reverse he had for a touchdown against Florida State you know what I mean uh those are the type of things that you that you get and this is kind of the thing where this this game is an opportunity for that Ryan is for that guy who you know if Drew Pine comes out and, and and plays great in this game all's forgiven for the last three that's mm-hmm. always the opportunity this kind of game presents. And they're going to need someone who's not I – mean, you're going to need your stars to play well. But you know what? Clemson has their stars too. 
This game, ultimately, to me, the Stars got to play like Stars. But at the end of the day, the difference between the two teams is whose complimentary players step up and say, I'm going to make a play today. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a big a big part to this game as well, right? I mean, every every joy is built off of memories, man. It is. And you just mentioned a great one. I mean, you just mentioned Jerome Bettis in you know that massive game that was 30 years ago now. And mm-hmm. now we're covering Jerome Bettis Jr. visiting right. on a recruiting <laughs> trip. Like, it's wild, right. man. It's absolutely wild. But yeah. to your point, you know, years from now, if Notre Dame beats a big – gets a big Clemson victory this, this night, like – Let's say, like, I'm going to use Drew Pine as an example because Drew's had a couple rough games in a row. But if he has a big game against Clemson on Saturday, that's what people are going to remember. You know, like, wow, Drew in the biggest game of the year, you know, up until that point after some adversity early, showed out and he beat Clemson, you know, at home in a big environment and a big moments, right? Like, that's what people remember. So things are built on memories. And to your point, Brian, like, the, the dudes need to be dudes, but more than anything, man, like you need guys to be excited to play. You need guys to make some plays, man, because they, it, I want you got to be loose for this type of game. Like I don't want right. these guys go into this game and just be tight and afraid to make a mistake. Nah, man, like Brandon Joseph was loose last week, right? And he made a play, made a couple plays. Be loose. That's that's the that's the things that you remember. And I hope you remember this one for a good reason. I hope you remember it for yes. a really good reason. <laughs> Before we finish up with the keys and go to the mailbag, I do want to touch on special teams because there's two parts of this game that are very easily evenly matched. If you look at and, – and you talk about, like, struggling units. I like the Fermo efficiency index. I don't know if you've ever looked at that. I know Brian Fermo a little bit. I think he does pretty decent – pretty pretty good work. He has the Notre Dame offense number 51 in the country in efficiency and the Clemson offense 58 in efficiency. Neither are that good. He's got the Notre Dame defense 16th in the country in efficiency, Clemson 11th, very close. He's got the Clemson special teams 8th in the country, and Notre Dame is 6th. So this is that game where your special teams has to not let their special teams impact this game. That's key number one for the Notre Dame special teams. Is it, would it be great to get a block punt? Sure. Would it be great to get a big return? Absolutely. The keys for me, however – are vitally important in a game like this. Don't let their special teams make a play, right? Because you're looking at Florida State, for example, 24-14 at half, should have been closer. They missed some opportunities. You know, Clemson starts with the ball. You get a stop. You've moved the ball well on Clemson's defense. You go down and score. It's a ball game. What breaks that game open? Will Shipley's 69-yard kick return gets them great field position. They score the very next play. Ball game. Clemson just couldn't – I mean, Florida State couldn't come back from that, right? You look at Notre Dame in 2015, you think, oh, they lost by two and had that two-point conversion shot. There was two special teams plays in that game that really hurt Notre Dame. The shanked punt by Tyler Newsom that gave Clemson like a 25-yard field for a touchdown, and then the coming out of the half, I think it was coming out of the half, you fumble the kick return, and they get the ball, and they go down. No, I'm sorry. You fumbled, C.J. Procise fumbled, I believe is a sequence of events. They scored. Then you fumbled the punt, ret- the kick return. Now, Notre Dame ended up making a stop on that play. Cole Luke picked off Deshaun Watson on one of those fumbles, the second fumble. But mm-hmm. you lost time. You lost right. time that you needed in the game. If there was three, four minutes left in that game, maybe Notre Dame doesn't feel the need to go for two there. Let's kick. Mm-hmm. Let's. We got field timeouts left. Let's get some stops and – you know, and go back on it. Or, you know, they could have gone for two, 
but then still had time to get a stop and get the ball back where you need a field goal to win. And they had the most accurate Notre Dame kicker I've ever seen who had already nailed a 48-yarder in the rain that game in Justin Yoon. I feel good about that one. So yep. those are the things where even if you stop them, you gave them time. You lost right. possessions. And so the special teams has to play a clean game. No turnovers. Yep. Don't let them pin you at the 12. Don't let them get a – 25-yard punt return to midfield. Don't let Will Shipley take one back past midfield. Those are the things you have to avoid in this game. And then if you can then make plays on your own, that's great. But key number one on special teams this week is I don't care about the flashy plays as much as I care about do your job every single snap this week on special teams. That's going to be so incredibly important. So incredibly yeah. important. Again, like those are a lot of those things are self-inflicted, right? Like you're on a coverage unit, you take a bad angle to the football, or you vacate your your lane integrity. You know, from a punting perspective, kind of, kind of from the execution, like you hit it off the side of your foot, you, you let a guy loose. Like there's a lot of those things are self-inflicted, Brian. And again, this is a game where against a top five team nationally at home. You're already playing a really good team, right? Like you don't need to play against yourself. Like I say that all the time, but it is so true. Like you don't need to have those types of self-inflicted things. Like those guys are going to make plays on their own because they're good football players. You don't need to help them out. Like that stuff is just – Right. Because I agree. It's about being clean. Clean was the word that was in my mind before you even said it kind of at the end of your excerpt, right? Like you need to be clean. You need to be efficient. Can't shoot yourself in the foot. Like I I think even last year – when Notre Dame was playing against Cincinnati, you know, like one big momentum boost for Cincinnati in that football game in the first half was when Chris Tyree fumbled the uh, fumbled that kickoff, right? Like those things are self-inflicted, and that wasn't Cincinnati going down and making a great strip or you know right. getting their helmet on the football. Like that was just self-inflicted bad ball handling. Like you can't have those types of things in this football game, no doubt about it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, and you talk about that game, and now the Notre Dame defense ended up holding them to a field goal, right? But it was the second big mistake you had because your offense also gave up an interception and allowed them to get a touchdown. So now all of a sudden, just take that field goal. Notre Dame gets the ball at the end of the game down 24-13. What happens in that situation if it's 21-13, to right? I mean, that that's exactly. that's the thing is like now all of a sudden, you got a chance to go down and tie this ball game up. You're, mm-hmm. you're looking at things completely differently. What if yep. all of a sudden you don't make both of those mistakes and you give the ball to Drew Pine and it's 20, 14 to 13 mm-hmm. and you just need a field goal? Yep. I mean, those are the things that's like against a good team like this, when you look at the Notre Dame-Clemson game in 2015, 
Notre Dame outplayed Clemson in a lot of ways. Big plays. Notre Dame was the big play offense that game. You know, the, the, they did a lot of the good things. But here's what happened. Clemson didn't beat themselves. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame beat themselves. Shanked yep. punt. Fumbled, fumbled a kick return. Fumbled a run that set up a touchdown. Chris Brown's fumble inside the was it inside the ten yard line. You mm-hmm. do all those things, and all of a sudden, two evenly matched teams. One team wins, the other team loses because the other team plays clean. And, and yep. nine times out of ten, Clemson's not going to beat themselves. Right now, they tried to against Syracuse, but other parts of their team picked the offense up, and then the offense responded by, okay, we got this in the second half. You're going to have to beat Clemson. It's very rare that they beat themselves. And so you can't do that if you're giving them cheap points. Cheap points, cheap yards. It goes back to the tackling thing on defense, Ryan. Tackle, tackle, tackle. Don't give them cheap yards. Make them earn it. That's Mm -hmm. the only chance you have to win this game is make them earn it. We talk about Notre Dame is evenly matched with Clemson. But you're – all of a sudden that evenly matched game swings in their favor when you're missing tackles and a two yard gain turns into a 20 yard gain or a minus two turns into a plus 10. If you're giving them 30 yard fields because of a shanked punt, I mean, look mm-hmm. at last week, Notre Dame looks like they had an offensive breakout. Not really. That, I mean, you had three, t- three point, three scores came off of special off, off defensive special teams. Yep. Right. And so, you know, those are the things that you look at and say, because uh, I'm, I'm correct on this, right? They had the interception, obviously yep. they went back for a touchdown. They mm-hmm. had the blocked punt that they recovered at the, at the two yard line. And yes. I believe they also got points off of the shank punt as well. Correct. Didn't Notre Dame yeah. also get a, get a score on a short field that game as well, or on that drive mm-hmm. as well. I'm, I'm pulling up the box. Score Sounds now. correct. I'm, I'm pretty sure of this. Yes. The second half Notre Dame had a, See a 54-yard drive, a two-yard drive. Was it the field goal? Was it the field goal in the third quarter where they got a, a 31-yard field goal? Yes, I believe that was it. That was a short field, I believe. Let me go down here to the third quarter because you know how this stuff gets in my head, Ryan. It's just going <laughs> to bother me all day until I think about it. So you see Notre Dame's – yes, Notre Dame started the, their, their second drive of the, of the half at the Syracuse 35-yard line because of mm-hmm. a shanked punt. A, sh- a punt that went 28 yards. Why did it go 20 yards? Because he was worried about not getting it blocked. <laughs> sure was. And, right? <laughs> now that, that's 10 points. That's 17 points you just got off your special teams and defense. If Notre Dame can do that in this game, then you're going to win. Right? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, Notre Dame's offense had zero pass attack last week. Like, basically. Right? Yep. I mean, 116 yards, 9 of 19, an interception. Yet they won 41-27 at a team like Syracuse, why? Because you you generated 17 points with your defense and special teams. Right now, the opposite is true. If you let Clemson do that, no chance you're going to win this football game. So yep. it's those hidden yards and those hidden plays that are going to have a big impact in this game. Ryan, we're going to have tomorrow you and I are going to do predictions for this show, so we're not doing predictions today. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. have one more uh, IB Nation Sports Talk show tonight at 6 o'clock. Obviously, we'll have our countdown to kickoff on Saturday, beginning at 10 a.m., Vince D'Addario and Sean Styers, And, of course, we'll have our post game after the game. But we are not done yet here. We're done with the keys to victory portion of the show, but we have our mailbag coming up next. But before we jump to the mailbag, folks, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell, share this podcast, check out the merch store, do all that cool stuff. Sign up for the message boards at boards.irishbreakdown.com. And if you're listening via podcast, 
I would greatly appreciate a five-star review. It definitely helps our channel out big time and helps uh, negate some of those reviews that aren't so kind and friendly uh, to <laughs> us, which you're always going to have, right? So definitely, definitely do that for us. We'd greatly, greatly appreciate it.